Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for intel, forecasts, and success strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Bull. Thank you for being with us. This segment is brought to you by BOMI.org. That's B-O-M-I.org. That, they are the trusted source for property and facilities management training. Check them out at BOMI.org. And that's some of what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the better buildings challenge. Now, if you own property, manage property, or have any interest in commercial real estate, or if you lead a business, this is important. I've been looking forward to this show. Please welcome my guest. I have Liz York here. She's Chief Sustainability Officer with CDC. Liz, thanks for being with us. Glad to be here. We also have Andrea Pennebel with us. She's president of South Face, and they're both here in Studio One. Andrea, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. So first of all, let's talk about the Better Buildings Challenge. Uh, what is it? It's a great question. The Better Buildings Challenge, or BBC, um, it was a program that was launched by the U.S. Department of Energy back in 2011. And the goal was to have a voluntary reduction program for commercial buildings to reduce energy and reduce water use. And it was put as a challenge because cities and communities would challenge each other um, in order to hit these 2020 goals. So the program goes through 2020. Okay, and the goals for savings are what, 20%? 20% energy. Over, mm -hmm. over a t that 10 year period. Correct. Okay, and tell me a little bit about your background and how you, you got into this and what, what you do day to day. Sure, yes, uh, well, as, as you said, I'm the president of South Face. We are a organization based here in Atlanta, but our mission is to drive a regenerative economy. And so we do that through re, re, uh, responsible resource use, which is energy efficiency, water efficiency, social equity, and a healthy built environment for all. And so a lot of the programs that we work on really focus on creating the policies, the research, the education, and then we do program implementation to really drive those three outcomes um, to create a, this regenerative economy, which essentially means that we are putting more back into the world, both financially, environmentally, and socially than we're taking out. Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> and Liz, Somebody has to do that's it. it. That's right. And Liz, CDC, what's CDC have to do with commercial real estate today? Well, so everybody's familiar with the Centers for Disease Control mm -hmm. and Prevention. You're always hearing them on NPR saying mm -hmm. one thing or another. Um, we actually are doing research and um, pulling together um, the studies and the, the, the data on how buildings can help you be healthier. So the design of a building, um, the, the configuration, the materials you use, the combinations of those things together can help you make better choices for your own health and honestly for the health of your whole community. Yeah, and I think that's uh, very important to think about the benefits of all of this. Mm -hmm. The Better Building Challenge, the, the wellness, the decisions that we make that we're gonna talk about today, they can really have some economic impacts uh, as well as wellness, right? Absolutely. I mean, for the BBC, um, I just pulled the latest, the 2018 report was just published. There's now over 900 organizations uh, that are participating in the BBC, and that includes 30 of the Fortune 100 companies around the country, 12 out of the top 25 U.S. employers, um, and that includes 13% of the total commercial space across the U.S., and then 28 states and 100 cities. And what that really means is about a 4.4 billion um, square foot of commercial real estate and 3.1 billion cumulative savings and energy costs alone. How much so far? 
3.1 billion with a B. With a B. With a B. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> B, well, that's, B, that's a big number. That's a big number. A big and, number. you know, prior to South Face, um, I was on the private sector and uh, energy and utility costs were our second line item in terms of our bottom line costs after labor. And so anything that we could do to reduce risk and to and to drive profitability through resource efficiency made good business sense. And so the Better Buildings Challenge is the essence of that through a voluntary program, which is, which is wonderful as well. Yeah. Well, and the other piece, the other, um, the other piece that we hear about sometimes is that, uh, you know, your buildings cost money, uh, running them costs money, the energy costs money, but the single most um, expensive thing that you have in your buildings are your people. Exactly. So Absolutely. if we take care of the people, if we promote their health, then they're going to be more productive and they're going to help drive profit in whatever your core business is. And I know for real estate, um, you guys are trying to um, have the clients come in and be happy with their buildings. Mm -hmm. And the best way to have a happy client is to help them do their core business. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, the tenants make commercial real estate. And when mm -hmm. they're successful and they're well and they're doing well, that's what it's all about. And the increase in productivity uh, and retention um, and recruiting can be incredible. And I know one of the line items for tenants that we represent that yeah. are looking for space is they want to know about the energy efficiency of these buildings, right? Mm -hmm. So what are some samples of what you see people t doing and saving in various areas? Is it mainly uh, electricity? Is it mainly water? Is it all everything? All of the above. Yeah. I think that there are, um, we kind of put it into a couple different big segments. One are things that are low and no cost that you can do with operating capital. You don't have to actually go and do put in a, in terms of your capital planning. And those are things like lighting is still very cheap. Um, it's getting cheaper, it's right? Much, it's definitely yeah. getting cheaper. And I think right. more as importantly, the quality of the lighting is, is, greatly is greatly improved in terms of color and warmth. Mm -hmm. And so we have the look and feel of the lighting, which is just as important as actual how much energy that it consumes. Um, things like in the water space, like aerators, um, which have less than a three-month return on investment to um, high-pressure sprayers in the kitchenette areas. And then, obviously, you know, I would always recommend every 10 years or, or 8 to 10 years doing an um, energy and water assessment on your building so you can actually see what are the benefits that you, can, that you can achieve and what are the things that you can couple together. So some things that are a little bit a uh, lower return on investment with some things that are like maybe a little bit higher but when you couple them together it really gets it under the threshold of that three to five years which is really important in terms of your overall pr pr profitability yeah and I think sometimes I think when we're leading a business we tend to concentrate more on the top line or bottom line yeah. and we don't look but but thinking about uh, lighting in your office for example uh, can really help with productivity of, right. of your people, right? Mm -hmm. if, if, the, if the lighting is bothering, whether it's sunlight, whether it's the, the harsh fluorescent lighting. Right. So one thing to think about with your space, if, if you're a tenant, uh, is looking at LED lights, right? Mm -hmm. In your build out of your space or when you renew a lease. And also maybe asking your landlord, hey, will you also maintain those lights? I know some of the buildings mm -hmm. uh, that we put tenants in, if you start changing out the lightings from their standard, well then you're responsible for the bulb. So think about that if you're a tenant rep or, or you, uh, you lead a company that uses space. What are some other things that 
business owners should think about? Well, I, I want to I stay on lighting for just a second mm -hmm. because um, there are some studies right now that the GSA has been working on with um, a couple of universities. And what the studies are saying is that if you get good quality morning light, until 12 o'clock, then you're going to sleep better also. So the fact that we're um, installing... Sleep better in the afternoon at my desk? Yes, you'll sleep better at, in the afternoon. No, but and, and sleep is um, one of the things that determines your stress level. Of course we know it determines yeah. your basic health. Um, so, you know, you might not be thinking that lighting is... It's kind of a boring subject or whatever, yeah. but no, this is this is key. It's yeah. key to your sleep. It's key to your productivity, and um, it's key to just general health. Yeah, yeah, and and I would just add on to that. It's not only in terms of interior lighting, but I think if you're doing space build right. out, um, or if you're doing uh, renovation of your space, is to also think about pulling in the daylight. Natural light. So the daylight yeah. and views. Um, there's Harvard studies, CDC has done some amazing studies in terms of the levels of productivity and turnover and lost work are greatly reduced by having visibility to the natural environment and also having the ability to have those, those natural daylight and views. Yeah, so important. And, you know, if you're leading a business and you think, well, you know, do I really care about the utility cost that much? Maybe I I'm in a full service lease. Well, mm -hmm. no, there's probably an expense stop. And when the, when the expenses do increase, you're going to have to pay them. Mm -hmm. And if you operate a building, facilities manager or, or, or an owner operator, you know, if your operating costs are high, that's going to be passed along to, to your net or to your tenants, and they might choose other buildings. Right. So I think it's real important that all of us need to look at all the aspects of how we can save money. Uh, and, and this Better Buildings Challenge is, is one way to kind of go in there and Absolutely. kind of figure out ways to do it. What about uh, water? I mean, water is a big expense uh, for a lot of buildings, and, and I like it when my property manager talks about saving this little bit on per therm or whatever, yeah. and there's a sparkle in his eyes. Like, <laughs> that's the property manager I want, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> but water can be a big savings area, too. Right? So one of the yeah. things that we did at CDC, you know, we have laboratories, and they use a lot of, a lot of water, like six times the water that you would use in a normal uh, commercial space. And um, we determined that we were losing water somewhere. We did a study and we found um, just some operational things that we could change. They cost us very little money to make these changes. Um, things like having valves where you knew if they were open or closed rather than just having to have osmosis. So like a, a sign that says open, closed. It mm -hmm. sounds like a little thing, but it can help people put the valve in the right um, position. We also um, just talked to the people that were in the space about how they're using water, put up signage to let people know if you um, notice a leak, here's who you call. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times it's about the communication within the building. It's right. not that the mechanics are wrong, right. it's that we just aren't getting the information to the place where it can be actionable. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so these are just some of the things we did. and. Um, it's a big number. We're saving about a million dollars worth of water every year wow. at one campus. Wow. I remember it's a it's a big campus, big yeah. water yeah. user, right. but we cut our use by um, almost 25 percent. Mm -hmm. And then what about uh, the commodes? Those use water too, right? They do, and I would say that um, there's been evolution in um, in toilets from everything from from full flush toilets to waterless urinals, um, and but anymore, the sort of the, the way that the, that the commodes work, um, the pressure, you can get very low flow without actually going to waterless and have, uh, 
an efficient um, toilet. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it also goes to, you know, as Liz has, had mentioned around communication and really helping people understand, um, you know, like you when you're at home, you don't leave the water on when you brush your teeth. Right, right. Um, and, and really taking those lessons into the workplace. And so I, when you're washing your dishes in, in the, um, in the cafe area or in the pantry areas, uh, we provide spray bottles full of soapy water to kind of allow some of that pre-rinse to, to happen so we're not leaving the water as you're, as you're standing there. And it, that actually saved our, our office about 30% of our overall wow. water use. Oh, that's great. Um, right. You know, we, we're kind of a, a demonstration facility at South Face, and so we actually flush all of our toilets with stormwater. Um, you know, and, and we use a purple pipe system in order to, to, to do that. I don't think that's not necessarily every commercial building can do that, but I do think it's an opportunity for look for innovative ways to reduce your overall water use. And talk to us about the sustainability of, of some of these new toilets. <laughs> I know this, this show's going to the toilet here. Yeah. <laughs> Already. So, we're so at South Face, um, we actually have a commercial grade composting toilet. Um, so within the composting toilet, it's on, a, um, it's on a vacuum system, and so it's not your camper type of composting toilet. And um, we actually utilize both the compost that comes out of that composting toilet. We add um, wood chips, and there's worms, and we use that in the non-edible part of our landscape, um, as well as the water that comes off of that. And so I think there's an opportunity in the sort of circular economy to kind of talk about how, right. how do we reuse waste, and that just happens to be one small area, but waste in general So you stay away from facilities. the water fountains there? Or? Yeah. <laughs> no, you just don't drink out of the we toilet. Don't, we just don't drink out of the <laughs> toilet. Uh, I'm glad I know that now. I did not know that. <laughs> All right, well, I want to get into some, some more examples of how People who help people who own uh, properties or lease properties can save money, be more sustainable, a little bit more about the challenge, give you some more examples. Stay with us. We'll have that right after a quick break. I'm Michael Bull. This is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. Would you like access to invest in institutional quality commercial real estate with experienced sponsors with small amounts of money? Of course you would. Visit realcrowd.com. Choose between core, core plus, value add, or opportunistic. Visit realcrowd.com. Check out Valuate, a real estate analysis program that can be easily shared with colleagues online to do what-if analysis. Visit getvaluate.com. That's getvaluate.com. Would you like to be the top producing commercial broker in your office? Check out Michael Bull's video training. Since you're a show listener, you receive 10% off your first purchase. At checkout, use discount code CREshow. Visit commercialagentsuccess.com. Are you looking for proven property management and facilities management education? Visit BOMI.org. That's B-O-M-I, Building Owners and Managers Institute International. They are the trusted source for education in the property and facilities industry. Visit BOMI.org. Welcome back to America's Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Ball. The excitement is brought to you by RealCrowd.com for professional crowdfunding. As a sponsor or an investor, check out RealCrowd.com. Well, today we're talking about the Better Buildings Challenge. We're talking about sustainability. We're talking about some important things if you run or operate a business 
or involved in commercial real estate in any way. My guests are Liz York with CDC and Andrea Pinnabel with South Face. And before the break, we were talking about toilets, and I'm glad we're through toilets. <laughs> Interesting, but uh, let's talk about some of the other examples of some, some ways that uh, buildings that are involved in the Better Buildings Challenge sure. are really having a great savings or maybe winning the challenge. Yeah, I think the thing that, that makes the BBC so interesting and so successful is because it is a voluntary program and there's recognition and challenge. And that sort of competition uh, between city to city, when you're talking about over 100 cities in 28 states, um, sharing of best practices is the friendly part of that, but there really is that competition. And and what we have found is the recognition is, is a really important part of showcasing those best practices that are coming out. And so we have seen things from um, excellent green space planning um, to reduce stormwater um, aspects to uh, lighting, as we talked about earlier, to full HVAC um, retrofits. And part of that is also to look at opportunities for things that have a duplicative uh, effort. So things that are also that save energy, also that improve health. So things like plasma systems, which refresh the air and change the amount of fresh air intake that you need, also are reducing flu um, episodes that we've seen in some of the, uh, of the shelters and, and other multifamily and, um, and recreational facilities that, that we've done. So another example that's um, a little smaller scale, yeah. um, having a beautiful staircase for people to utilize mm -hmm. instead of using the elevators actually saves elevator trips and that reduces energy it also reduces maintenance on those elevators you, and i hadn't thought about that because you know i'd use the stairs here every day but they're ugly they're the back concrete there you go. stairs right now if they were beautiful would i go up and down six flights you would <laughs> well in fact so cdc um took uh took one of our own stairwells and we renovated it piecemeal first we replaced the ugly stair treads with nice new rubber treads we painted light colors we um introduced artwork, we introduced music, and all along the way we had counters that were counting how many people were using the stairs, and as each of these, they call them interventions. I know we talk about them as renovations, but we in public health call them interventions. We did each of these interventions and we saw increases in stair use, both trips up and trips down. Interesting, and you probably saw a lot less people out of office for health reasons, right? Because they're Absolutely. healthier. You know, some days the, the stairs are my only exercise. I try to exercise every morning, mm -hmm. but you know, if you can go up and down the stairs, it helps a lot. What well, are some other examples? So um, other things that you can do in your buildings to make them healthier are um, think about, um, so for example, in a cafeteria or in a, um, a vending area, think about providing healthy foods at eye right. level. Some, I'm not saying take out unhealthy food. I'm just saying put them in a different place. I want my Cheetos. <laughs> well, you can get your Cheetos, but you might have to bend down to get them okay. off the bottom shelf. Well, I'm not doing that. But, you know, the, the, um, it, it helps people choose healthier um, foods. So, for example, um, in one of our cafeterias, we have fresh fruit, which is available right as you're going through the checkout. You know, there's apples sitting there instead of candy bars. Now, I love I love candy bars as much as the next person, but you know, having that fresh fruit reminds you, "Oh, I should get this also." And so then you end up with a healthier lunch. Yeah, that makes sense. And in our office, we did that. We had some 
you know, sweets and things right. like that. And we had the sweet drinks with the syrupy stuff and we took all those out, put healthy drinks, we put right. healthy food in. And I think one of the things we find is if you give people things, mm -hmm. they're probably going to eat them and drink them. That's right, <laughs> right? that's Absolutely. So give them healthy things. And right. having filtered water is, mm -hmm. is, is a very easy way and a very low cost way for asset managers to be able to actually provide and create a healthy benefit. Um, and like we provide uh, cups, any new employee that that uh, joins South Face, you get a mug, um, and we have nice. water that's all around um, our campus. And you can also then, then take that out um, in, into your home and, and continue to use that. And that also reduces plastic use, which is, um, which is also really important sustainability. Yeah, and if you're watching the video, maybe you're seeing a few examples that we're putting up, but if you're listening to the podcast uh, at the show website, uh, we'll have the South Face links, we'll have mm -hmm. some links to the Better Building Challenge. And you can see some of these examples at South Face that you guys kind of kind of showcase there of how yep. people can save money and, and be more sustainable and really reduce costs and increase productivity. Absolutely. And I think there's some other really good resources as well. The Better Buildings Challenge website itself has a lot of best practices um, that have been showcased through the different cities and, and the different um, uh, commercial real estate buildings that have been part of that. And then on the South Face website, we worked with the Department of Energy a couple of years ago to create a bunch of free tools and resources for commercial buildings. It's called the Advanced Commercial Building Initiative, ACBI. And all those tools are free on our website as well as Department of Energy's. And your website is? Southface.org. Right. Okay. So there are also is a website that people might be interested in. It's um, called fitwell.org. And um, this is a program that CDC developed um, in combination with the General Services Administration, the GSA, everybody's familiar with them. Um, and what it does is it helps identify strategies for healthier buildings and um, put them in words that architects, designers, engineers, facility managers understand. You know, the public health side, they, they kind of talk in a different jargon, yeah. and um, this FitWell program mm -hmm. takes that jargon and turns it Absolutely. into things that we understand. And if I run a business and I'm looking to uh, lease space, or I'm a tenant rep and I'm or a lawyer and I'm helping a tenant with their space needs. One thing you mentioned to think about is the plasma systems for the mm -hmm. HVAC that maybe can help uh, with healthier air. Mm -hmm. What are some other tips for a business owner related to their space needs when they're, when they're looking at space and negotiating leases? Sure, I mean, I think uh, green leases, I think are, are uh, one way to go. And what that really means essentially is that you're only paying the utilities that you're using versus paying on a square footage basis. Um, and that not only incentivizes lower usage, but it also doesn't penalize you if you are being good stewards of your bottom line and the environment that you're only paying for what you're using. Um, in addition to some of the behavioral things that we've already discussed, uh, there's things like um, separate metering. Um, there's things like looking at your fresh air intake versus um, versus how much you're cooling that air and utilizing your, your building management systems and your energy management systems for your building because so much of air conditioning and the energy usage for air conditioning is actually taking out the humidity. So if you can keep your humidities at a certain level, then it's much faster to cool and or heat your building, but especially on the, on the AC side of yeah. the equation. An another thing you can look at is um, this thing called walk score. And this is about, um, 
the location of your building mm -hmm. and what are the amenities that are in a walking distance of your um, facility. And you can look this up, you can type in walk score, you can type in the address, and it'll tell you, if you're looking at two or three different properties, it'll tell you how connected they are mm -hmm. to the surrounding community. This is really good because um, if you can reduce uh, the, the either the cost of someone's commute or you can make their commute uh, active, healthy commute. So, um, like they're using transit, maybe they're taking a bicycle. You know, all of this is contributing to their ability to perform um, productive work for you. Yeah. yeah. And I would say that there was a recent study that said that the cost to a business for loss of labor or to um, to hire and to train somebody new is anywhere between 10 and 40% of their net profitability. Yeah. So even if it's on the lower end of that, 10 or 15% of your net profits and people that you lose. So if you can keep people, keep them happy, you have a healthy environment that, that they feel like it, it, um, it's open and it's friendly and it's healthy and it's, it's a quality environment, you're much, much less likely to lose those individuals, both right. in, in retention as well as in hiring. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think uh, all of us are more we think more about today uh, an environment that we enjoy being in mm -hmm. and maybe we'll accept less pay because we like the environment we like the people right. and uh, absolutely you know, like having the plants and flowers in, in the game room absolutely. you saw when you right. walked around here exactly right? millennials are um, especially willing to trade other benefits for a beautiful comfortable supportive workspace yeah. so that's um, that's something that we're all kind of facing is how do we make this next generation mm -hmm. of the workforce happy, healthy, productive, yeah. and want to work at our company, not Absolutely. another company? Yeah. Well, and I think that's also the first generation and the generations that's following that is, or are following the same suit, that they're also using their wallet to pay for, um, pay for and live in and work in buildings and in, with organizations that also share their values. And so having that, having those shared value systems are also really important for recruitment and retention. And before we let you guys go, what else should we know about the Better Buildings Challenge if we own or manage, facility manage a building? What else should we know before we let you go? Well, one of the things that I think is key is that um, we are integrating health into the Better Building Challenge. Mm -hmm. Not only are there energy and water um, considerations, but we're also saying if you would look at your building, look at the healthy um, criteria within your building and try to make it um, you know, more welcoming to your, the employees and the tenants, then um, that's gonna make a better building as well. And, and I would just add, in sitting in Liz's seat as a former uh, Chief Sustainability Officer, I would say it's that this is really uh, not only an HR issue, but it's a CFO issue. And, and really looking at it as risk management and also re reduction of, um, of bottom line costs to increase profitability will really help your, your aspects of getting into the Better Buildings Challenge um, and will really help to drive your facility managers to have the appropriate talking points to be able to get them to be successful in that yeah. role. And a lot of these things that I've seen that you can increase sustainability, reduce your costs, can actually be financed yeah. with nothing down and Absolutely. reduce your costs. So right, exactly. It's like, why not do it? You're gonna increase the wellness, productivity, bring costs down. Uh, let's also talk about the summit, right? The betters, the yeah. Better Building Challenge. Summit. It's, Challenge it's in Summit. Cleveland this year, Cleveland. which is a, the booming metropolis of, of Cleveland. And 
Uh, Cleveland's got a, a lot of really amazing things going on, including the Better Buildings Challenge um, Summit, which is an annual summit that they pull together all of the different cities and communities who are participating in the BBC. They share best practices. Um, they look at innovation and technology, because technology is changing so rapidly in this space, not only bringing down costs, uh, but also just uh, expanding the opportunities for looking at sustainability and efficiency in, in new and innovative ways. Um, and it is being held in Cleveland the 20, I believe it's the 21st, 21st the 23rd. and 3rd. So can anyone go to that? Um, you, anybody can go as long as you're associated with the BBC and mm -hmm. you're, it is a little bit of an invite only, but I think if you are participating in the program, um, or your city's participating in a program, or your company, or your building is, then you are definitely welcome to attend. I see. Well, we'll have a link on the show website, commercialrealestateshow.com, to, to if you'd like to know more about the summit Absolutely. or about any of this. So what are some other resources uh, that the audience may think about for this? you got BOMI, right? BOMI.org yep. uh, for facilities and, and management training, a lot of information. You've got... IFMA. IFMA is a good res uh, yeah. resource. Also, the CDC, just cdc.gov, has many different programs and resources, free tools. So, um, for example, there's a, um, a section about making your stairwells more habitable, more inviting. Um, there's also um, a section on, um, you know, walkability, uh, and then I'm, I'm also familiar with, um, you've heard of lactation rooms or wellness rooms, they're calling them sometimes. Um, you know, this is a space where a mother can um, uh, express breast milk after they've had an infant. And talking about keeping people um, on your staff, you know, this is a time when you lose people on your staff. They have a baby and then there's not a, um, a support system for them back at work. If you can provide a nice mother's room for them, then they're much more likely to come back and they'll be one of your most loyal employees. So that makes a lot there's of a, sense. There's um, a resource for that. Um, there's a best practice article on um, wellness rooms that we can share the link for that. Great. And uh, not to acronym people to death, but IFMA is the International Facility Managers oh, Association. Mm -hmm. We have a rule at South Face, no acronyms. And right. uh, we're a bunch of engineers, so you yeah. know how that goes. We have a rule, everything's <laughs> acronyms in the federal government, so. So, and, and I think that, you know, that, that's a point that it's worth emphasizing is the facility managers um, that are in your buildings are the ones who are taking care of, of your buildings. And so by putting in more efficient, like LED lighting, they can no longer go around. And we actually replaced um, two and a half positions, FTEs, and allowed them to do other things as opposed to just walking around replacing light bulbs. So I think you have to think about sustainability as in terms of your workforce development as well and ensuring that they have the hard and the soft skills in order to really implement these things and then, and then look through the change management so people understand what they're actually getting and the benefits of that. Yeah, that makes sense. Parting word on sustainability or the Better Buildings Challenge? Um, I think the Better Buildings Challenge is special because it is a voluntary um, program. And I think that um, I, I, you cannot think about sustainability. You cannot sustain or underwrite sustainability. It has to sit on its own two feet and it has to be financially viable. And I think this is one of those programs that, that, you really, um, that really does that. And thinking about how uh, looking at energy and water efficiency from the, the equity standpoint, from the social equity in terms of your people in, in, your, in your buildings, 
um, the the reduction in your utility costs and the healthcare costs as we've as we've discussed in addition to the environmental benefits means that your businesses will be more sustainable and more successful over the long term. And if the challenge is to save 20%, how many buildings are able to do that, do you know? That's a big number. We've, I mean, in, in I'll speak to Atlanta um, quickly. We, it's the largest BBC program in the country. We have over 110 million square feet under the program. Um, we are just under 20%, so 19.3 ish percent wow. which means it means yeah. which means that we have a lot of buildings that are way over the 20 percent so it is yeah. extremely achievable um, both for energy water and wellness yeah the other thing I would say about better buildings challenge um, you know it's fun mm -hmm. it's not drudgery it's not a <laughs> yeah. requirement it's a chance to get out there you meet other people who are in the same boat as you they're trying to make their buildings better um, it builds a community around these ideas of saving water, saving energy, promoting healthier buildings, and um, it, it gives you resources. Yeah, and you have mm -hmm. you have benchmarks, right, of what other yep. buildings are yep. doing. Absolutely, and I think that's one of the benefit is that if you're in commercial real estate, you want to know how you're comparing to Absolutely. others. Absolutely, and and you want to be able to do it in a way that that uplifts your business while not actually putting you out there in a risky situation if you're not performing as well. So this provides uh, free resources. It provides um, support uh, in terms of uh, community of other, other, other businesses that are in this. And it, it's fun and it kind of provides that opportunity to see how you're performing as opposed to your other like buildings and like industries. Yeah. And I've even seen it within a portfolio. There's that friendly competition within, mm -hmm. you know, one person's, uh, one, you know, one group's buildings. Yeah. It can be kind of fun. That's great. Well, yeah. Andrea, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Great information. Thank you. And thank you for joining us around the world, around the country. We appreciate you sharing the show. Appreciate your comments as well. Be sure and join us next week. Until then, make sure you always lead, learn, and laugh, and join us for America's Commercial Real Estate Show. Invest alongside real estate experts, sponsors who have a successful track record and skin in the game. It's as easy as one, two, three. Learn about the deals, make your investment, and grow your financial wealth. Visit arborcrowd.com. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease commercial real estate? You're invited to contact Bull Realty for customized asset and occupancy solutions. Call 404-876-1640 or visit bullrealty.com. Promote your business to the U.S. commercial real estate industry. Click advertise at the show website, CREshow.com.